0: Alright, cool. And we're live, so something's gonna happen. Hi, I'm Dan. (laughs) I'm Patrick. I'm Carrie. Grandpa. And welcome to the 1999 Academy Awards. We're almost turning 2000.
1: It's gonna be a Y2K issue. Slash
0: gonna party like it's
1: 1999.
0: Boop, boop. This is If I Ran the Oscars, our podcast where every week, without fail, we definitely don't skip weeks of recording...
1: You're so sarcastic. (laughs) Uh,
0: We watch uh, one film chosen at random from the years that the Academy Awards were on TV. We look at what it won for and three other categories chosen at random. So we're paying attention to the whole film process.
1: Because we like random.
0: Yep. And this year could have been interesting. We're going to give the Academy Award fact anyways because it's fun. Go. But it could have been Shakespeare in Love.
1: I really do like that show.
0: It also could have been Prince of Egypt, which I would have been kind (sighs) of okay with.
1: I actually I really like that as well.
0: But we watched Saving Private Ryan.
1: Now the other two films I saw in theaters when they came out. This one I did not see in a theater when it came out.
0: This one did not seem like it would have been your thing, you know. When with you, small children, with small children, no, definitely not. Uh, Academy Award facts for the year uh, is going to have to be uh, the two facts about Queen Elizabeth. I love that because uh, not only was they're going to be a, I believe, record for shortest time appearing in a film and receiving the Academy Award. Judy Dench for, what, seven minutes? She's not
1: time? in... She's not in... Uh, I was going to say Prince of Egypt. She's not in that film. She's in Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. As Queen Elizabeth for a v- very, very small amount of screen time. Yeah. Very small.
0: And also, Kate Blanchett played Queen Elizabeth in a different film, and therefore became the first pair of actresses to get nominated in the same year for the same character
2: in different movies. Which well, I think is Kate
1: Blanchett, I think that was just entitled Elizabeth, I think. Uh, I
2: believe, yeah. I th-
1: Title of that. She yeah.
2: was actually nominated for actress in a leading role versus in a yeah. supporting role. Yeah, because but... she was
0: in the movie Elizabeth as mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh
1: but they were both playing Queen Elizabeth.
0: They were, in fact, both playing Queen Elizabeth. Now, this one being kind of an interesting year for fact-wise our film, is this is a rare year where best picture and best director did not go to the same film, which is kind of odd. Usually those two go hand in hand. I think it's just because if you have a good film overall, your director was probably pretty on the ball with mm-hmm. what they were doing. But The
1: Academy was split.
0: The Academy was Pretty split. So saving Private Ryan, boy, howdy. Where do we start on this one? It's long. It's well, of course, it's long. They, it's, it's a, it's a big name director passion project. Of course, it's a long movie. It's one of those
2: good long movies, though. That oh yeah. It didn't feel like it was uh, out of the out of place long. Let's yeah. put it that way. So I. Uh, for a little bit of
0: background on the creation of the movie, as it were, the writer, Robert Rodat, Rodé, R O R-O-D-A-T, pronunciation guide, no, Rodat, I read the book D-Day, June 6, 1944, The Climactic Battle of World War II by historian Stephen Ambrose. And he was reading through it and inspired specifically in this book by a family called the Nilans. N-I-L-A-N-D. Four American brothers from New York. And for a time, they thought only one had survived. Two died for sure. Mm -hmm. And they thought the third had died. So the fourth got pulled out. Okay. And it turns out that the third one was a POW and survived. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that's the story that that Saving Private Ryan is based on.
3: I hadn't heard that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, Spielberg was at the time putting together DreamWorks Pictures, which is his kind of overarching production studio. And he was basically competing with Paramount because Paramount was like, oh, cool, we'll make this movie. We want this story. Hey, Steven Spielberg, you work with Paramount a lot. Do you want this? And he goes, you know what would be better than doing it with Paramount? I'll just do it.
1: Do it myself.
0: And he kind of got the okay by agreeing with Paramount to let them keep doing domestic distribution for the movie Deep Impact.
1: Huh. Which actually
0: mm-hmm. was fairly successful, at least box office-wise, so it sure. worked out okay for everyone. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Who here knows all of the Spielberg movies dealing with World War II stuff that he had done before this? I don't. No. Well, there's Indiana Jones movies. Okay. Well, and Schindler's we'll List, that. obviously. Well, we'll that. okay, I forgot that. And Empire of the Sun and 1941. Oh, Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Is that movie that
3: old? Nine, what? 1941
0: or? 1941. That, that came out in 79. That's the okay. name of the film. The name of the film is 1941. Oh, okay. okay and it okay, came okay. out in 79. Yeah, okay. I and guess. is a comedy. It's a comedy. <laughs> Dan Eckerd's That's in it. And John Candy. And John Belushi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've, no, I don't know that I've seen it or even heard of it. And Mickey oh, Rourke so. in his
0: film debut. Are you talking about Empire of the Sun? No, I'm talking about 1941. Empire of the Sun is very different. That far from a comedy. No, that one is not.
1: Oh, so Grandpa's correct. It's not a Grandpa's
0: correct. That one is yes. not a comedy, and 1987 is that yeah. one. But this one, a uh, lot going on with this one. I think if we start talking about people, we could be here for a while. So let's go fast. Uh, Thomas Jeffrey Hanks, not to be confused with the seismologist Thomas C. Hanks. Uh, is the fourth highest grossing actor in North America because he's done some stuff. Right. Uh, we did not see him in Forrest Gump earlier when it could have been randomly rolled. But he's done some things. Uh, what's your favorite Tom Hanks movie, everyone? That's not Toy Story. Ooh, favorite?
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know that I can state a favorite. Um, I don't think Forrest Gump is my favorite. No. No, 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 no. no, no. Apollo 13? Apollo 13 is like very Toy well Story. done. I yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Cause I love it when the Woody voice gets really frustrated.
0: Yeah. It's just That's so good. probably his best known role at this point. Mm-hmm. Big was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that
1: wasn't as much.
0: I remember the Terminal. That one was not okay. bad. That was that interesting. That was good. Cast yeah. Road, really in- Road to Perdition wasn't really... Yeah. Cast Away. Road to Perdition was an interesting one because he was yeah. a bad guy. Yeah.
1: That's odd for him. Yeah. Bad yeah, that guy. was very
0: really different. Uh, two Academy Awards he has with six nominations. Uh, seven primetime Emmys yeah. Mostly for production uh, mm-hmm. Band of Brothers kind of got him a view Yeah, yeah Because uh, Tom Hanks has done some really good work On uh, war stories yes. Did he
3: do Band of Brothers?
0: He directed it
3: The TV series? Yep. I did not know that mm-hmm. <clears throat> So I wasn't paying attention to that, those kinds of details in those yep.
0: uh, Next on our list A guy who has done some things I uh, Tom Sizemore. Mm-hmm. I don't oh think boy. I realized just how darn many things he did. He has done a lot of work. I uh, his list, uh, well, fun fact, after this movie, he would go on to be in Black Hawk Down and Pearl Harbor. hmm Oh, wow. So,
2: you know. And he's still doing work. Oh, yeah. A lot. There's, just, just doing a quick glance at IMDb, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8... Eight in either, yeah. Eight in pre-production.
0: Oh yeah, and his filmography is More not than that. TV's and stuff. <laughs> is not TV and I uh, movies. It's just movies, and he does at least two a year. Yeah. Some years he let's see. In two thousand six, he was in six movies. He's a very busy he's a busy actor. guy. He's usually a background character, but man. Is he dependable if you're like, hey, we need a guy to be you know, a supporting background character.
2: Or, or supporting. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's not taking a lead role, but he's really good in it on something. A guy who I would not have been able
0: to tell you his name, but I've seen him before, Giovanni Ribisi.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Who I only really recognized him as being the head of the uh, mining operation in the movie Avatar, where they're trying to find unobtainium. He's also in the movie that shall not be named.
1: We're not naming that. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, If I'm remembering correctly, he's the guy who is trying to get his first time, his first bit of, you know... Mucking around, yeah, Lady Action. action. What, are we, what
3: are we discussing here?
0: A movie that you haven't seen, and we're not going to make you watch. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it, it it's not good. Oh, it it's bad. a
1: really terrible film that we we refer to it as the movie that shall not be named. Well, oh,
0: about naming it. So <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, off
1: the podcast, we'll tell you about it because yeah. it's so terrible. We, <laughs> we don't want, want the people, the people at home yeah. to even. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> we watched it for the last podcast. It was the worst one. <laughs> Next on our list, uh, Mark Sinclair. Uh, often known professionally as Vin Diesel. Oh. Uh, yep. he, before this, he had been in scrolls down list zero feature films. Huh. This he
2: okay. What like,
1: character was he in this film? Because I'm not a Vin Diesel fan. He so he,
2: he was, was lost uh, by the sniper when he was trying to help the child in that was, ruined town.
0: Yeah. Oh, yep. Oh. okay. He was the first one of the main main cast to die in this film. Spoilers okay. for anyone who hasn't seen it. But uh, before this, he had an uncredited like extra part, mm-hmm. and two short films basically that he wrote, directed, and produced. Okay. And they Spielberg's like, I kind of like this guy. Let's write him in, yeah. and they gave him a part. And next year, he was the voice of the Iron Giant, which is cult classic kids' film. Uh huh. And, and then he got into the Fast and Furious. And, and then in 2000, he, he, he like did it. Pitch Black, which is a cult classic. And then in two thousand one, he was in Fast and the Furious. And in two thousand two, he was in Triple X.
1: And then he got faster and furious. Then he got or... fa-
0: more fast and more furious. Yeah. And then he was the voice of Groot in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah, he's Though the tree. You
2: wouldn't recognize him. He's the tree.
1: <laughs> right, but I yeah, I don't know that I could pick Vin Diesel out of a lineup because those you know most of his movies are not something that I would no. care to watch.
0: He's a, he's stocky. He has a bald head, and he doesn't have a British accent. Because if he has a British accent, it's Jason Statham. <laughs> okay, no, okay. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. uh, next on our list, Matt Damon, who we also dodged seeing in uh, Dead Good Poets. We, well, Goodwill Hunting.
1: Was he in Dead Poets? Also, no, no. That was just Robin Williams. In the that movie.
0: was Robin Williams. But he did Goodwill Hunting, which was. Kind of his breakthrough in 97. Uh, He would go on to be in a couple of pretty good movies. Uh, Some people like the movie Dogma. It's divisive. Uh, He was in The Departed, which I hear is really good because Martin Scorsese did it. Uh, He was in all of the Jason Bourne movies. And all of the Oceans movies. Mm -hmm. And he was in The Martian, which is a very good movie and you should see it. Oh Oh, yeah. Maybe we will. You, you, You would like that one actually and yep. uh golden globe for that one i don't think he got an academy award for that one
1: but that film won academy has he
0: award. won an academy award i don't Famous? think he, i i uh, he has one academy award and it for, didn't. do you know what that was for i'm gonna have to scroll down real quick i don't recall oh no it's on a separate page he's won too many awards
1: oh, no. well then we'll just have to leave nope,
0: it no, nope i got it i think it's for writing goodwill hunting oh
2: yeah well, that's true. it is he, yeah. His only Academy Award is writing "Goodwill Hunting." Yeah,
1: because that was an original screenplay. Well, yep. and
2: that was quite the deal because because they were the the if you will the creators of that film were pretty young people.
0: Yeah, at the time. Well, it was him and Ben Affleck basically ben Affleck. making that yeah. movie, and they got Robin Williams down, and everyone else was like, "All right, go for it."
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that.
0: Uh, next Edward Bridge Danson the third.
1: Who is this guy that's on the cover? Which Edward guy? Burns. Haven't Ed talked Burns? about him. He's, mm. he's before Matt Damon in the lineup.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, that's right, because I accidentally closed his page and went to the bottom of my tabs. My apologies. Ed Burns. We'll get back to Ted Danson.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Ed Burns has done some things.
1: Well, he must if he's yeah. like, the first one in the list here after yep. Tom Hanks.
0: I uh, Let's see here. Which ones would you know? Uh, know? Not too many, actually, that you would know, which is a little interesting.
1: Well, it's because I like to watch girl movies. Oh, no,
0: some of these are girl movies. Uh, 27 Dresses.
1: 27 Dresses. Yeah. How
0: about that? Uh, Purple I have Violets, watched. Life or Something Like It, Confidence, The Holiday, The Groomsman. So he's like, done
1: rom coms.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, look at this guy. Of course he's done rom coms.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when he's not in a war film, he looks like a handsome, you know, romantic comedy guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: yeah. but yeah he was above the line I uh, he was
1: he's not above the line well no
0: he's on the he's, he, on, he's the on the picture.
1: cover of the DVD yeah. box
0: well that's because he's uh he, spoilers spoilers he lives uh but yes that was this was his uh third film wow and his first uh one two this is his first film that he wasn't like writing and producing himself okay so just like uh sure. Vin Diesel this was basically his start. Uh, back to Ted Danson. He's done some things. We're going to say that he was in Cheers, and we're good. Yeah. He did a lot of other stuff as well, but mostly Cheers. Yeah. And after that, he's basically rode that fame. Uh, appearing in this for all of basically one scene, Brian Cranston, who is remembered by us as the dad in Malcolm in the Middle, mm-hmm. and then the dad in, Wal- in Breaking Bad, and then a doctor in Seinfeld. Yeah. Which he was in before this, so mm-hmm. that's kind of where he got started. He has uh, four Emmys for Breaking Bad. Yeah, out of seven seasons, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, he still does stuff uh, running around, but essentially at this point, nothing's gonna top Breaking Bad. That so far, right? No, that's gonna be hard to top. That was really good. Next, so our first we've talked about him before for this movie. Harvey Presnell.
1: I don't remember.
0: He's the uh, dad, grandpa dad in Fargo. Oh. Yep. He's the old guy in Fargo. and this, he was the general.
1: I think I was
2: cooking that. Oh. Yep. And he's in all of one scene. General Marshall? Yeah. Yeah. Except he does the voice at the end. He does the voice at the end, too. Yeah. (laughs) But
0: his, this, and then he would, in 2006, he was in Flags of Our Fathers as well. So, okay. you know, he didn't. Wa- he wasn't in too many things at the end of his career, but he was in some real good Uh Nathan Fillion, who I also had to look up what other things he had been in, and this was his second thing. Mm-hmm. But the first one doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so this is his <laughs> first one that matters. Uh, nerds out there will recognize him from the You're TV flying. show Firefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the TV show Castle, where they reference Firefly approximately once a season. And then Doctor Horrible sing along blog something I didn't think I'd actually get to mention on this podcast.
2: Huh, I had forgotten that he was in that with
1: uh, 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 uh,
2: uh. Neil Patrick Harris. I was
1: going to say the guy with three names. Yes, yeah.
2: Neil. but uh, is But he... also very good
0: in in uh, Much Ado. I was about, about to know. say he's probably yes. in Much Ado because that's the Joss Whedon fan club yes. going and making a movie for. He fun. had
1: never done Shakespeare when he did Much Ado.
2: Yeah, and it was very well done. And
1: and this guy played Dogberry. Is that right? And they, and he, and Dogberry. thing or what?
2: This was
0: a this is a movie. Oh. They I mean, made it during a break between they. The director was on a contract required break from films because he had just made a like billion dollar movie, and he was going to be doing another billion dollar movie. And they said you need to take a break, and so they went to his house. And they got all of his friends together, and over like a weekend...
1: No, it, was, it took three weeks. Okay, but They did still, all the shooting for Much Ado About Nothing at his, at house. his house in three weeks.
2: With his friends. Uh. <laughs> and it's really a good production. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, And Dogberry mm-hmm. and his assistant, the, the, the setting is modern times, but it's original language. Yeah. And they play Dogberry and his assistant like they are uh, 1970s cops. They're kind of bumbling, you know, I mean, it's... And this guy had never done Shakespeare before, and he does it so well.
0: Anyway. Next guy, and I think the last guy on my list, if you want to add any more, Paul Giamatti, which is interesting because I always know his name, and I can always pick him out when he's Mm -hmm. in a thing, but I can never go, oh, he's the guy from this movie. I could never tell you a movie he's in.
1: Right.
0: He's in a ton of movies. Well, because... He's a very good working actor. I uh, His Golden Globe Emmy and SAG Award came from playing John Adams in the HBO uh, series John Adams.
1: Oh, didn't know that.
0: Hmm. So there's some things there. But yeah, yeah, so many things. And I could not point to a single one of them as having recognized him in it. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. But that's the end of my actors that are in this. We'll be coming back to cinematography. And no women. There's like one no, there's yeah. no women with speaking parts right, right, yeah
1: the um it's James's wife at the end oh, yeah. she tells him he's uh, a good man right. yeah there's Spoiler. W-
0: apologies there's one speaking line for a female in this movie mm-hmm. this is a boys this is a boys boy movie which i mean in Warren Warren in, war in the 40s was not a girls game it really no, wasn't at it. home at home it was but we're, but they didn't make a big deal of they it they did, did not like, do, the make a big deal of um, yeah. how it was Yet, if
2: you do research about that, there are some really interesting, crucial roles that women played. Oh, definitely. Besides right. just supporting their yeah. men who went off to yeah. get killed, which is true. You know, this is a really, really
0: some interesting stuff in yeah. that regard. So, since we don't want to talk too much about the plot because this is a good one and people should watch it, who would like to hear some people who I uh, were considered or turned down roles in this film? Let's start with Pete. I
1: don't know who that is. I've
0: heard the name. He's an In Oh, he's done some stuff. I'm sure. Uh, Lost World Jurassic Park, the guy who's doing the hunting. Oh, yeah, okay. What did he pass on? Uh, Tom Hanks's part. No, he didn't pass on it. He was considered. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Uh, Harrison Ford. Sure. Mel Gibson. And then was in The Patriot that was written by the same guy, so, yeah. you know. Edward Norton... Sure. was offered the role of Private Ryan. Hmm. But he hmm. went and did American History X instead.
2: Hmm. Oh.
0: Which didn't do as well, but I hear is also a fairly decent movie. Uh, Noah Weil, who I don't recognize by face, but he passed on it because he couldn't get out of his contract with ER.
1: Oh, sure.
0: And uh, Garth Brooks was offered a role but turned it down. Because he did not want to be outshone by superstars like Tom Hanks and Matt Damon.
1: Okay, fair enough. You gotta know. Yeah. You gotta know what's your game.
0: Uh, There's some stories about boot camp that happened. Uh,
1: Did they go to boot camp?
0: They went to something like boot camp, led by a Marine and his company that specializes in training actors for realistic military. Oh.
2: Wow.
0: So most of the actors trained together, and Mad Damon trained separately. Okay. This was not necessarily to make them mad at Mad Damon, but they wanted it so that on screen they did not go, Hey, it's our buddy. Sure, sure. With small facial expressions. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because if you do 10 days of grueling Marine boot camp... You become buddies. You have to become buddies. I uh, Spielberg said it was not... To make them learn the techniques necessarily necessary, but because he wanted them to respect what it was like to be a soldier, which I think is important if you want people to put the emotion in. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to get into character. Uh, the D-Day scene was on Balinescar Beach in Ireland, and was chosen because it had a nice beach and then a nice cliff.
3: Yeah, you see. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, they needed the cliff, I and they weren't going to build a cliff. Uh, the D-Day scene involved 1,500 extras, some of which were members of the Irish Army Reserves. I was
3: say, not the Irish.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, 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 also, weapons. local reenactment groups were cast as extras to play Germans. Because, so honestly, nice. how do you get someone to play a Nazi on TV? You get people that their job is to play Nazis for reenactment. Hmm. Also... The guys whose arms and legs were cut off, their arms and legs were cut off. They ha- they got amputee extras.
2: Oh Whoa. wow!
0: So you know that went pretty well. Holy crap!
1: Dan keeps reading. I'm
0: sorry. There's the Wikipedia page on this is insane.
1: Well, I think we should talk about what we've discovered. Because otherwise, we'll just yeah. be listening to you read for so, an hour.
0: So, let's go for what you guys have, and then I'm going to switch to nerding out about cinematography. What do you guys have?
2: Do you have something specific in mind?
1: Um, well, I actually did look up a costume thing, because I always Ooh, look at the costumes. Costume things? Well, and it had to do with military insignia. And I, because I saw what looked like, um, uh, you know, it's the battalion patch on the left shoulder, Mm -hmm. and it looked like a yin-yang. And I thought, what is that? So I looked it up. It's the, I don't want to say the number's wrong, uh, but it's an infantry unit that was pulled together from National Guard troops in 1941 from East Coast states. Some of the states had been in the Civil War, civil war north states and some in the civil war had been southern states and so they chose this symbol and it's half of it is blue and half of it is gray hmm and they because they are now together as one and i thought that was a That's interesting. that That's, was a really interesting thing so i yeah. you know me nerding out about costume stuff i also felt that the the costuming and the makeup seemed realistic they didn't seem overly smudged but they didn't seem too clean sometimes if i watch a western i i i get crazy because everybody looks too clean you know these people yeah. should look like they haven't bathed
0: their the teeth were pretty clean
1: there were times that i will give you that matt damon's teeth were pretty white
0: yeah and i think yeah. uh, <laughs> that's also a bit of context. like context if the rest of your face is dirty your teeth are just going to look cleaner that's but. very
1: correct. But I did notice that in one scene I thought, man, he's got sparkling white teeth. He must be a main character. Um, but yeah, that was my and then to have to give up their socks. Spoiler.
0: Yeah. Their um. GI issue socks.
3: Well I have a question for Carrie and Pat both. What do you call the grades one through eight? What do you mean? One elementary six. school?
0: Six. Well, they said Because they he's a grammar school mm-hmm. in uh, here.
2: Sorry.
3: What do they what are they what do you call it, Pat?
2: I wouldn't wouldn't uh, off the top of my head call it grammar school, but I would recognize that as a reference. My question. But like, uh, I said I would, grade school. I would call yeah. it grade school. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's right. Me yeah, too. Yeah. That was a mistake. They should not have called it grammar school. The kid was from Minnesota.
1: He was from Iowa.
2: No.
0: No no no. The guy the who first called first it grammar one. school. Oh one. yeah,
1: the first guy. The
3: first one was Minnesota.
1: Grammar School. Minnesota. I dunno, maybe in their town, like maybe they called it that no. Did it say where no, he was from, from were, in Minnesota? They Nathan No. There.
3: They were playing to a broad audience.
0: Mm. Yeah, grammar school is British. I'm sure as hell is in Minnesota. Definitely not in Minnesota. was a general rule. Yep, it's generally British territories that call it grammar school. So that an interesting fact that I would not have picked up on.
1: Well, and just because, and it's because we are, well... I sp- I'm not na- I'm not a native Minnesotan but I grew up here yeah ah. you, 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 ah.
0: you're close enough
1: Well yes very close yeah. enough but that, I can't say that
0: yeah well I mean we, if I
1: ever got famous mm-hmm. you know what city would claim me
2: the one with the snow with the wood chipper Yeah <laughs> Well one of one of the things I thought about was John Williams having done the music and obviously John Williams at that time was doing a lot of film music. But I thought this one was pretty well done from the standpoint of just the feel of the music. There wasn't music throughout. No. And there wasn't wasn't an overly repeated theme. Yeah. Although you could get the theme, you know, if you listen to it. Yeah. As long as Um, you
3: brought it up, I was going to say, there wasn't one damn thing about it.
2: Well, that's true. Yes, that's No, true.
1: it was modern. Because yeah. the movie begins and ends... It was John Williams. ...in, the, yeah. in the 90s.
2: Yeah. And, so. and it was
0: recognizable as John Williams, too. Mm-hmm. I think. All right. Time for me to be a nerd about cinematography. Janice Kaminsky is the guy that did the cinematography, and I'm saying his Giannis? name... Janus. Is it Janus? Probably Janus. Probably Janus. No, it, there's a J in the phonetic pronunciation. Really? No. Man. It would be a Y. Be, it, there would be... The, I mean... Janus? Like, Janus, 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 Janus. He is Polish.
1: Have we talked about him before? Uh, no,
0: because we probably weren't paying attention to him when we watched Schindler's List last time. Ooh. Are you sure? Uh, I think he,
1: we've talked about. He's him.
0: He's not he, he uh, awards wise. Uh, this is uh, his. He's gotten two Academy Awards: one for Schindler's List and one for this movie. Hmm. hmm. Uh, he was nominated for Am- Amistad. In 97, which we did not talk about. But he would then go on to get nominated for uh, Lincoln in 2012 as well. Sure. And a few movies in between. But I'm bringing this up because uh, he he's a guy that Spielberg would go back to. Because the cinematography for Schindler's List was good. Yeah. yeah. And the nerding out is because this was a lot of work done in camera and out of the cutting room floor. And I'm not going to say out of uh, the post production because there was some amount of modification done in post. So when filming, film cameras, uh, especially ones that were working off of real uh, regular film, not digital, the way they work is they have a rolling shutter. Because you a regular film camera, the shutter goes like open, well, close, well, well. yeah, and you're done. For a film, you kind of need it to keep opening and going open-close, open-close, open-close. It's not a good idea. So they have something that spins, Mm -hmm. and it has a hole in it. Mm -hmm. And it spins in front of the lens, basically. And when the hole is there, then it's exposing your film, and then it rolls to the next one while it's closed. The smaller the hole is, the less light comes in, and so you have less motion blur. Most films are done with 180 degrees, so half of it's open, half of it's closed. This film was done on 45 or 90, depending mm-hmm. on the scene, which is why the explosions don't look like a messy blur of things. They look like particles in the air. It's mm-hmm. why when they are stepping in puddles or it's raining, you can see the droplets bouncing up. Oh, things mm-hmm. like that. That's why mm-hmm. everything looks so darn sharp.
2: Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now, the other thing... I don't know if that's why there was all that light tearing. I think that might have been an ex- part of the exposure process. Which also underwent something called a bleach bypass. They did—they messed with the film science. Uh, as someone who has done an amount of film science, I kind of understand what happened here. So, when you are working with film, you have to go into your darkroom and you give it science... Mm -hmm. And the science goo makes the uh, photosensitive materials in the film activate. Sure. And then you freeze them in place.
2: I appreciate how you've uh, brought that down to us who don't understand It's all right. I don't
0: remember the names of the chemicals either. Uh, (laughs) However, when you're doing color film, there's two different kinds of science that need to be done to the film. Mm -hmm. Because there's two different photoreactive elements. Okay. There is... Silver, which is the black and white. Mm -hmm. And then there's the color dyed photosensitive materials. So when you're doing black and white film, you activate the silver. Then you bleach out basically all of the stuff that was activating it. So it stops. And then you activate the color. Mm
2: -hmm. Bleach
0: bypass skips getting rid of that. And so you basically have something that has... Black and white and color exposed at the same time. Huh. Which is why everything looks grayer mm-hmm. and dimmer and yeah. fleshed out Especially like that. It's certain not, It's not added after the
2: fact. It's how they develop the negatives. Yeah. Wow. Because mm-hmm. there were some scenes that, that was really, yep. well, now that you explain it, it was really evident. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see it. It's a little extra grainy from mm-hmm. the way they filmed it. Hand,
0: the use of hand cams instead of steady cams. The goal was to make
2: it look like 1940s documentary, mm-hmm. like war, like war film, like coming up on the beach mm-hmm. at the beach scene. Very obvious that, I mean, yeah, I am one of the soldiers running up the beach kind of field.
0: The first time yeah. that I thought, okay, somebody here is paying a lot of attention to everything was when it's right at the beginning and the camera goes in and out of the water. Oh yeah. Yeah. Multiple times in one shot, and it's not just the fact that it looks good, Mm -hmm. but the sound was cutting out as Mm -hmm. soon as you hit underwater, then Mm -hmm. it was really muffled, come out, back to it, back down again. There was a lot of work done on site with the knowledge of how much work it's going to be later to make it sound good. Yeah. I could believe that it cost them $12 million to do that. Just that one scene. Just that one scene. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Obviously one for cinematography. That's Mm -hmm. why we're here. Yeah. Uh, As far as the overall presentation of the movie, because I've poo-pooed American war films that just feel like patting ourselves on the back for having one guy that did a valiant hero thing. This movie wasn't like that, because this movie, uh, with respect to the movie, this movie sucked. In that, war sucks. Mm
2: -hmm. War is
0: not fun. Mm -hmm. War is not about the heroes at the end. Yeah, they made it pretty ugly that's for sure and it, i appreciated very much people acting like real people rather than acting like stereotype stereotypical stars on podiums that are just waiting for their chance to win the medal of honor and
1: well, we, well i don't know that you just wait for your chance to well, win well that's the watch, that's how the but...
0: movies feel to me is mm-hmm. the main character is not
1: it's so glorified.
0: Not, he's not waiting to die. He's waiting for his chance to be the star all through the movie. And this one, no one in this movie felt like we're ready to be the hero. All, everyone in this movie was, we are ready to not be here. That's a good mm-hmm. point. And that made it feel a lot more realistic to me.
1: But I think that was also, that's really good storytelling oh, yeah. that makes us want to be a part of the story. And... Like you were saying, it, it feels more personal. It feels real. Mm-hmm. These aren't fictitious, glossy, you know, all yeah. clean characters. Yeah. These people had faults and foibles like all of us.
0: All right. So, we agree. Cinematography good. Cinematography we, we, we good. Give, we give this one yeah. a good. Yeah. Uh, our first bonus category, art direction. How do we feel about the set and the setting? Well... I'll figure. Yeah, well, I, it, it was I'm nominated. Unsurprisingly, that.
1: there were things like every once in a while, it, it kind of it would bother me that there was a buggy in the street, and I thought, oh just kind of uh, a baby buggy, mm-hmm. a carriage, a mm-hmm. wicker baby carriage in the street." Or it, there was an abandoned bicycle. Or when they were hiding in, you know, what used to be someone's living room, and there was some art in there, and I thought that just seemed. It was probably really good, mm-hmm. but because it it made me think about the fact that war is not a discriminator.
0: No, it unfortunately did not win. It lost to Shakespeare and Love.
1: Well, that was pretty beautiful interiors. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna go for one that looks better, you're gonna go for the one that doesn't make yeah, you go.
3: Talking interior art
1: stuff.
0: Well, art art direction for film has to do with set design and location stuff. So I
3: wondered, I wondered about the aircraft at the end of the P-51s. I would like to have seen enough of a P-51 to identify it because it had striking, strikingly uh, individualistic design features. I mean, the plane itself did. Mm-hmm. And these, these were moving too fast. The images were too small. And there were, twice I saw, aircraft way down too low, almost between these buildings, flying in a different... A formation. And I
0: think that's... Hmm. So, yeah. I am... I'm <clears> throat> looking throat> here. I'm not seeing information about the airplanes, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm seeing more information about the tanks. Yeah. Which were built on chassis of old, functional other tanks. Yeah. But I'm not seeing anything about the airplanes because they're in such... They're yeah. just in at the yeah. end. Well,
3: the tanks were identified well
0: enough. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, next... Kevin. I did know oh. did well, Go ahead. I, remember,
3: I did notice many times, <clears throat> many times in films, and Patton was one of them, and there are others too, where the German army is portrayed as using obsolete. I saw a couple cases here. Case.
0: And is that accurate? It's
3: accurate. Oh, all right. you bet. Mm-hmm. Down the Germans were strapped for all kinds of stuff.
0: All right. Yeah. All right. Next category: Best Picture. Did not win. But it got nominated, um, it, and it should have been nominated. Definitely. So this one again went to Shakespeare and Love. I think that having seen both of these movies now, I think that it would have been a great big coin flip. They're both very good movies, mm-hmm.
1: and they're and they're very different. But they both, have, for me, they both have really good. That the dialogue is good, the mm-hmm. story is good. It's engaging. Right. It's I think they're the characters are human. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then to go with that, we've I've managed to roll. Best Director as well, which this one did win over Shakespeare in Love. And I think to that end, there's more work that had to go into directing all of the pieces of Save Private Ryan. I think directing this movie was a greater effort, and so the success being relatively equal between the two, it's more impressive that this movie was directed well. Uh, Interestingly, I... Nominated for best director Peter Weir for The Truman Show
2: <laughs> Yeah that is a I'm making a face
1: People at home can't see but I'm making mm-hmm. a face of, of disbelief
2: Yeah
0: I don't think it. that movie did, Definitely didn't win anything As much as we kind of wish it did sometimes
2: uh, Alright
0: Closing thoughts I will, interesting facts Well I, w-
2: I will share something having to do With uh, Oscars this year Okay Um I thought it notable to look at a different film, Life is Beautiful, mm-hmm. which was nominated for several, one, two, or three awards, uh, including music, mm-hmm. uh, score, and was nominated for directing, and one for, uh, I can't remember what else. Right. Oh, one for actor in a leading role, Yeah, Roberto Benigni. And, and if you haven't seen it, My recollection, though I had watched it a long time ago, was that it was a very well-done film. Oh, yeah. It's also foreign language, Mm -hmm. which is one of the things it won for, I believe. It won for foreign language, it won for score, and it won for actor in a leading role.
3: I missed. I was yawning. I missed the name of the movie.
2: Life is Beautiful. Life is Beautiful.
0: Yeah. It is, in fact, the second film nominated for Best Picture and Best Foreign Language Film in the same year. The Mm -hmm. first was Z, which we watched. Mm Mm-hmm. The actor was the second person to direct himself to an o- acting win. First was Laurence Olivier in f- 1948. He's the third person to win an Oscar for a non-English speaking role. And the fourth person to get acting, directing, and screenwriting nominations for the same film. Yeah. So, So I, yes. just,
2: I thought that one was a highlight to me because, yes, while I like Private Ryan and I like Shakespeare in Love, that was a really good film. And so it's one I'd recommend. All right. Well,
1: there you go. Now you have it. All right. We want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality filmmaking.
2: All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.